Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Um, oh, well, I've, I've always been interested in the paranormal ever since I was a kid, watching a show that used to be on TV called The Extraordinary, which was, uh, I'm pretty sure everyone from my generation recalls this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was genuine, genuinely scary as a kid. And maybe, maybe even now, if I, if I go back to watch it, or maybe it's just cheesy now. Yeah. Yeah, as a kid, and horror, and um, yeah, I used to watch uh, From a Baptist family, but I just never really subscribed to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought maybe there is a possibility that, that ghosts exist, but I didn't really have any first-hand experience until I went to Denmark back in the mid-2000s, and stayed with one of my friends out in the countryside in his parents' house, which was this really old mansion in the middle of uh, the Danish countryside. I had the spare room, and one night I was just laying in bed. It was probably like 1am. I just couldn't sleep, and I sort of felt like I was in this uh, sort of mood between sleeping and being awake, um, and I heard this faint voice sort of like a little danish girl's voice like it's like is this a dream or what's going on then i sort of looked in the corner i saw this sort of specter like really really faint shadowy little like it looked like a the size of a, like a five-year-old or six-year-old girl in the corner of the room but at the same time i felt this feeling that my body was being anesthetized. I was just paralyzed. And then the voice was getting louder and louder. I was like, like and all of a sudden I had this distinct feeling that something was trying to jump into my body, into my vessel, like, like some sort of possession from this girl, like some lost spirit. And I, for about 15 seconds, I just couldn't, couldn't move at all, but I had this really negative feeling, this like bad energy was just floating through my body. And I, <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that, but this was more like a little girl, not the old hag. Uh, it was just really terrifying. I couldn't move, couldn't yell out. I couldn't do anything. I just felt totally at the, at the mercy of this, whatever the hell it was, yeah, this spirit yeah. trying to get inside me. And and then the, the volume of her voice was getting louder and I was like like this and then all of a sudden I just snapped out of it it's like it had left like it had a had a crack of trying to possess me and then I, I was just shit scared sort of trembling you know I've just never experienced anything like this before and I was like is that is that like some ghost from this house because the house is 400 years old so I wonder if some girl died in this room or, or something. I'd never, ever experienced anything supernatural like that before. Yeah. And then I, I was just too embarrassed sort of to tell anyone. Like the next day I was like, uh, didn't, didn't want to say anything. I just thought maybe they'll think I'm mad that this has happened. Yeah. Yeah, but I had no idea what it was at that time. 
And then I came back to Australia and had a job. I was working with this guy who um, I thought, screw it, I'm going to tell this guy. He's like, it sounds like you've had a visit from the old hag, my friend. I was like, the old hag? What's this? He's like, oh, have a look, at, have a look on the internet. There's lots of documentation about this. Then I had a look online and uh, stumbled upon this sleep paralysis thing. And throughout history, there's been artwork depicting demons or like, spirits um, just visiting people as they sleep. Lots of artwork with little devils sitting on people's chests or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I never had the hat guy. But, uh, yeah, then a few years later, I was laying down in bed. And I got that same weird feeling like there was a presence in the room again. It's like, oh, this again. I just knew what it was. Because you, you get this distinct feeling that your body's been anesthetized you're under some sort of weird anesthetic that doesn't feel good at all it feels like you're totally <clears throat> totally incapacitated and there's something else in the room that's trying to like possess you that's just the only way i can put it something wants to possess you and it can be an auditory or visual hallucination and i i usually get both where you can see something in the room so i was laying in bed and then I looked up to the window and saw this shadowy mass that looked sort of looked like Shaquille O'Neal, like a huge black mass, like seven foot tall that was climbing in through the window and somehow came through the wall and through the window into the room. And then I had that feeling like I'm totally incapacitated. I can't do anything. I can't scream out. I can't do anything. And then it rushed towards me. It, like warp speed and I got that same electric feeling through the body like something was trying to enter and you can't really do anything you're just totally at its mercy there's no way you can escape because I think you're you're half asleep and half awake you're in that that sort of state between sleepfulness and wakefulness yeah 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 that's it that's exactly what it what it was Yeah, injure yourself. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just so real. It's yeah. not. It's not like you know when you have a when you have a dream and you meet some ghost in your dream. It's like that's pretty real in the dream. But this is way more scary because you actually feel like you're awake, and I think you are a bit awake. Yeah, it's just you're just back in your room, and this thing is trying to get into you. It's not like you're in some other place that your mind has conjured up. You're actually in your room, and you're seeing things in your room, and you're awake, but you're completely incapacitated that's the scary thing um probably about 20 total over time but i've met people who've had hundreds of them like there's a i think there's like a secret society of people who have had this experience and haven't told it to anyone yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Big shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to enter, maybe, like a lost soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? 
Hmm. Yeah. Oh, really? Ah. Oh. Really? Yeah. Never had that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never had that. I always get this distinct feeling that something has entered and I'm being anaesthetized, so it's never when I've been walking around or anything. I've got no idea. It feel At the time, it feels like some sort of soul that's trapped in limbo. It's like in the netherworld, like a parallel dimension to what we are on now that's trying to maybe... It just feels like it's trying to uh, feed off you somehow. Like it's it's trying to... Maybe it's trying to get back into human form or something. But... Yeah. 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 That's what it feels like. But it's just, it's a distinct feeling of absolute fear, like yeah. dread yeah. when it comes. But it's happened so many times now that I've sort of understood that it's coming. And I, I can't really, I don't know how to describe it, but I, there's a way that I can just shield myself from it and just yeah. sort of like kick it off, sort of like, ah, oh, this again. This will pass, but the first few times, yeah, yeah, it feeds on fear, yeah, yeah, some weird sort of feeling like the air has been sucked out of the room when it comes up like this, and it's like, oh no, I'm totally at its mercy. But these days, just all right, this ghoul is back, so like I know how to deal with it, and even though it's really a bad feeling, you're more used to it. But I remember. A few years after that happened at this party I went to, we're just out in the back sitting around this table. I, I mentioned this and a few people were like, oh, that sounds ridiculous, like laughing yeah. at it. But then one guy who I shan't name, yeah. <laughs> he just was looking at me like, with these, he's a real big skeptic as well, traditionally, yeah. but he's looking at me, he's like, you've had this as well. Uh, like I'm just getting the feeling I'm the first person. <laughs> yeah, he's just <laughs> looking at me like, like this. He's like, you've had that as well? I said, yeah, yeah. He's like, I've, I've had that a few times. Yeah. I've, never, I've never told anyone. He's like, it's the scariest shit you could possibly imagine. I was like, yeah, I know. It's damn scary. Like, people who haven't had it can't really understand the level of fear yeah. when it first happens. Like, truly, truly terrifying. So, yeah, it's a, I can't think of anything more terrifying than that. Mm. And he, he was the only other guy. But then a few years later, I was working at this other place and um, – one of the girls there, we were talking about it. She said, I've had that like 400 times. She's like, I have it every like third night type thing. She's like, sometimes I don't even want to go to bed because I know that it's going to happen. But I've heard that it really happens if you're, yeah, if you're really, really tired and your mind is active, like your body's really tired, but for some reason you've got some sort of anxiety about something. That's when it strikes. Yeah, you've had sleep paralysis. Oh, have you? <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 But 
You've never actually felt like there's another, like, spirit or something. Yeah. 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 Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Maniacal laughter inside your mind. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I've, I've sort of learnt to deal with it better. Rarely happens now. There was a time when it was happening like once a week, for like a couple of months. But I think that was the time when I learnt to deal with it. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about um, your UFO experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I remember years ago, um, there was a guy who lived on a farm that we knew who used to dabble in hallucinogens. And I remember once he, he told us that there were UFOs out in this big valley out in WA. And we used to scoff at him like, it's like this yeah. guy, this guy's mad. This guy's absolutely bonkers. Yeah, or just you, just he's had another experience which we haven't had, so therefore we think he's mad. Um, but just for years he was sort of like a bit of a laughing stock yeah. after the things he said to us at this oh, gathering. Oh yeah, crazy Ned who lives out in the, the sticks. Yeah. Um, he said, "Yeah, there's UFOs out here. You see them at night time," and he used to have a bit of LSD. And we just thought, all right, this guy's just a mad tripper. And then uh, a few years ago, I went to a festival in Europe and uh, we met this German guy at the festival who, who was selling a bit of uh, LSD. And he said, oh, this is, this is really good stuff. This is California sunshine. And I, that name popped up in my mind as something that's quite powerful because i'd heard it heard the name a few times yeah i think that's the stuff that the grateful dead and all the all the guys in hate ashbury in the san franciscan like this this california sunshine stuff i'd heard is pretty powerful so i thought you know what why not so me and my two other friends who we i went there with we ended up taking a drop each and then you've had previous yeah Yeah. but nothing as powerful nothing as powerful as this but um this was about uh, dusk, so the sun's going down. The big dance area is lighting up. All the lights are coming on. It's like, all right, now this is the this is the beginning of the night. This is where it's going to get interesting. And we were on the dance floor, and I just started feeling a bit queasy because that's what that's what happens usually if you have hallucinogens, or that for me anyway. A lot of other people as well, because I think it's an actual poison that your body's fighting against. Yeah, you can't you can't die from it unless you do something stupid like jump off a bridge or something. <laughs> Think you can fly, but I I just remember I needed to go to the toilet and the toilets were too far away. I just really needed the piss really badly, so I walked out of this dance area and then it's in this big valley, and <clears throat> I walked across to a bush, and I thought oh this is a good place to have a piss. It was probably about nine o'clock at night, and. Uh, it was a full moon, so could see could see everything pretty well. And I went across this bush, and then I just realised. Wait a second. Looked at the ground. There are all these looked like skeletons, like 
fallen soldiers from some medieval battle, sort of similar to Bram Stoker's Dracula, the, the scene at the start of Bram Stoker's Dracula, where a lot of people are getting killed. There's all these like bodies piled up on the ground, people with swords, and they're all like, ah, you know, just like medieval characters, like from like 800 years ago or something. Hungary in this huge valley. And um, that's a place where they've had a lot of battles traditionally, like, you know, the Huns and, you know. Explain why that's peculiar. I just never actually seen distinct figures, like actual entities like that. I'd seen, I'd seen colours sort of warping a bit and colours more vibrant and bright and walls that sort of felt a bit like they were oscillating, just sort of a bit warped. No, nothing like this before. And that's a, that's a major yeah, because it's like this. I could actually see ghosts, like like about ten ghosts on the ground that look like they've just been stabbed. They're dying on the ground, like sort of lost these ghouls. Uh, oh my god, I needed to have a piss, and they were they were just strewn around the ground all over the place. So I I couldn't really hear because the dance floor was going off. Transparent sort of like these tormented souls on the ground with like chain mail and swords and it's like shit these are these are like ghosts of warriors of years gone by and i felt bad so i just really need a piss but like so just, sorry, <laughs> sorry guys so i'm having a piss on this bush and they're like ah, just, just, like coming out of the ground ah. yeah out of the just sort of stuck in the ground sort of like diablo skeletons from that old video game like this looking at you looking at me trying to come towards me i was like i'm just gonna have this piss and get get out of here pronto <laughs> so I, I just had a piss then went back to the the main dance area and my friends were there they, they're looking pretty pretty sozzled by this point yeah. the eyes going in different directions i was like so one question about what is it do to your mental uh there's a bit of apprehension Nah, just it gets too much. Like looking at a computer screen or like a phone is just too much. It just feels too unnatural. I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't. I don't really know so if I could do a quiz. Yeah, I can, but I can't say the same for other people. <laughs> Some people just should not have it because you hear you hear stories of people jumping off buildings and right. thinking they can fly. That's just I've never ever thought that. <laughs> do you think that's because of? Um, maybe they're just they have something wrong with them to begin with but i don't have that i've okay. never had that no, yeah, uh so i went back to the dance floor and i said uh if you're gonna have a piss don't go to that bush over there because there's a bunch of medieval skeletons that you might encounter <laughs> and they're like what what oh shit like, they're, they're all like fried uh, I said, yeah, yeah, let's just let's just stay here. So we're just watching the DJs, and then uh, it was just getting too much because there's a, like twenty to thirty thousand people on the dance floor. I was like, we gotta, we gotta get out of here. It's just too much. You you just become so uh, aware of energy, and there's just too much energy going on there. It's just too much, too much, too much vibration going on, like the sound and all the people. It's like you just want to go somewhere more quiet. So I said, let's just get out of here and went to another stage and 
then somehow I don't know what happened, but I lost both of them because there's so many people at this festival. It's pretty dark, and uh, I just thought right, I'm just going to walk around by myself and just look at all the installations. There's lots of art installations and stuff, and then I walked back to the campsite, which was on the top of this hill. We'd put our tent up there, and I was walking up this hill, and it was a bit dark. It was a bit shadowed one side of the hill. Walking up, and I got that feeling again that there were people on the ground, but this time it didn't feel like skeletons from battles, from ancient battles. This time it felt like punters from from the festival who were just laying down in the shadows. And I, I, I was like walking along, like, oh shit, there's a person there. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Figures, like shadowed sort of figures. It just felt like people who'd also left the main party area to just lay down on rugs and just mung out and look at the stars. And I was like, sorry, sorry. And then I looked out, wait, there's no one even there. Just like some grass blowing in the breeze. And then I walked up a bit further. I was like, oh, sorry, sorry. Was like, there's no one there either. I'm just saying sorry constantly. And like, wait a sec, there's actually no one here at all. And it was a similar type of hallucination. Where it was like totally vivid. Oh, it, it, was, it wasn't quite as vivid as the, the skeletons were just blatant because that was like full moon blaring down. I could just see it. And walking up this hill, it's like I just thought there were other people who were camping nearby, but there was actually no one. And then I got up to the tent, and I could hear voices in the tent. There was my two friends in the tent with the, the little light on, having a chat. I went in there, and I could just see like their eyes were all dilated from the substance. I was like, shit, did you, did you guys uh, see a bunch of people on the ground out there? They're like, yeah, we, we thought there were a bunch of figures on the ground, but there was actually nobody. I said, oh, yeah, I got the same same feeling as well. That was a bit weird. And then one of them said, oh, I just want to relax here a bit in the tent. So I said, let's, to my other friend, I said, let's get one of the so matches. The when, you, when you basically acknowledge that. Yeah. What was the reaction to that? Just like, oh. No, just that was a bit weird. Like, yeah, so that's, no, no, I think their reaction was, what, you saw that as well? Sort of a bit right. surprised. And then we're, yeah, that was, that was weird. I don't really know how to explain that. But um, let's get one of these mattresses and bring it out, a big double mattress we had. Um, so we're just laying on the hill, me and my friend, and the other one was in the tent. And we're just looking at the sky, laying down. The sky just looked like there was a lot of activity going on. It sort of looked extraterrestrial a bit, like like stars zooming in and out, like sort of shooting stars, all this sort of stuff going on, like objects flying around that would just disappear. And then I saw this uh, massive hexagonal sort of dome-like thing in the distance um, that was sort of half visible. It was sort of like the opacity was like 50%. So yeah. you could just, I, I, could, I can see this thing. I said to my friend, can you see that big hexagonal shape that's dominating the skyline there? And he said, yeah, I, I can see that. Um, and then I said, what, what do you actually see? Because I wanted to test if he saw what I saw, not just listen to me and, oh, yeah, I see that. <laughs> you know, this is like not verifying anything. I was like, right, I'm going to do a test. What do you see? I said, I see... I see this hexagonal sort of shape there with some light beams going through it. And there's a, it's sort of like honeycomb. And it's just stationary in the sky. It's just there. It's fixed. 
like a fixed position. They are seeing that as well. And I said, what, what else do you see? Do you see something up there to the left? He said, I've been watching that for the last five minutes. <laughs> I said, what, what do you see? So I see a big glowing blue, bluish whitish sort of glowing triangle. I said, yeah, that's what I see as well. And so that's when we both sort of freaked out a bit, you know, like we're seeing exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that freaks me out because I got him to explain what I was seeing. It's not like, I see a glowing triangle. Yeah, I see that as well. He could just make that up. Yeah. But uh, I said, all right, let's just keep our eyes on it. So we're watching it. And it wasn't a drone because it was just way too high up. And it had this like glowing sort of beaming light coming out of it around the, the perimeter of it. It's like, no, no, it was just too far. It wasn't like a huge beaming sort of thing. It was just like a, it was some sort of color that I've never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had one of those sort of traditional cliched UFO moments. I just felt like this substance we were on had um, calibrated our minds to a different frequency. So we went from our default, which is just looking up at the stars, to being able to see something on a different frequency. Yeah, that's usually hidden. So we're not, it's like our minds are an antenna in our eyes that can pick up different frequencies if you give your brain the right conditions. and. One of those conditions can be through meditation, apparently, which I haven't experienced because I haven't delved into that. But you hear stories of mystics in India and different places who actually can go into this parallel frequency and experience things. And that's what hallucinogens do, but it's like a, a cheat way of doing it, cheat code in a video game, you know, like being able to see through walls in Doom or something, you know. Um, yeah, potion. It is a potion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the idea of it being so physical—they're hiding behind the moon. Or yeah. Or they've got some type of building. It's becoming a thing of the past. Yeah. Traditionally, I always thought like maybe UFOs can exist with that, you know, combustion technology that we're familiar with, you know, jet propulsion, you know, they've just discovered some way to propel themselves through space much quicker. But now after having this experience, I've thought maybe they're actually folding space, you know, just being able to pick a coordinate in the, the universe and somehow go there through energy, like some sort of way of teleport teleporting themselves um not necessarily using fuel but using some other technology it's beyond me really the leading theory but, is that yeah 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 that's folding space well it doesn't fold like there are no two points yeah 
beyond my understanding but the distinct feeling i got from this was these aren't your typical nuts and bolts pieces of machinery it's more like light they're more light beings more like energy sort of what i mean that's the only word we have for it right now not spiritual beings just beings that are on a different frequency but what 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 doesn't make that but the whole new age thing, yeah, it's kind of like it, it's got so many specific. Mm. Mm. A lot of what turns out to be what people are discovering mm. specifically. Yeah, yeah, through meditation and whatnot. Yeah, I just got the distinct feeling that this was energy that was being transferred throughout space. And that big hexagonal shape that was dominating the skyline was potentially the mothership. Maybe it had docked at this part of Earth and just sent out some probes to have a look around. Because the feeling I got from this glowing triangle was that it was a probe that was examining what was going on. Didn't feel like a threat at all. And I got the feeling that it was aware that we were watching it and vice versa. So. Uh, there was never a threat. I was just like, oh yeah, we're just both examining each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to explain. Yeah, it's some sort of telepathy going on between you and whatever it is when you're in that state because you've been opened to that, that frequency. Because you hear of stories of people having strange sort of uh instant instances where they say they're thinking the same thing and say it at the same time on these substances like well i was just thinking that it's like you've tapped into some sort of field where you can communicate but not necessarily through verbal a verbal means of communication but some sort of energetic mental communication like it's just hard to explain but uh well, I mean telepathy is one of those things that seems to understand it. Yeah, until and, you've and experienced that seems it. To be the kind of building block of the whole other totally different knowledge base. Yeah. It's like having to learn a new set of things. Yeah. It's like sometimes you'll think of something and then your friend will say it like within half a second of you thinking it and you haven't even thought that for years. So maybe maybe we're tapping into the energy field of that other person and accessing that piece of information that's just come up in your energetic field. You know, you can watch a bird fly past with a friend and you're both experiencing that physically, but you can also have a thought and maybe you can both experience that thought simultaneously if you're right near near each other. So maybe that's what this whole MK Ultra thing's about, you know, being able to read minds and the CIA's been into this yeah. for years and ex- did they? Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Really? <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> they just walk off into the, the bushes or something. <laughs> yeah. Typical cat. Yeah. Yeah. Of information extraction, yeah. <laughs> fly through the sky not really fly more like slowly slowly just move patrol the sky but really really slowly so i said let's just keep our eyes on these objects for as long as we can and don't don't look away so we'll both just keep monitoring it so we're just watching for like 20 minutes and definitely wasn't a drone definitely not like i know what a drone looks like it's sort of cruising along with some flashing lights. This was this yeah. strange glowing triangle <laughs> that was yeah, way up. Yeah. 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 And yeah, just, it was just scanning. It just felt like a probe that was just having a look at what was going on down on the ground. Yeah. Um, no, you didn't say that. We, we were just watching it at that time. But later on, I thought maybe because this festival attracts people who generally think different to the uh, general, the the, yeah, the new age hippies. But they're also quite intelligent, these people. Um, but they're on the fringes of society. This festival's not really open free thinkers and a lot of scientists and uber intelligent people going to these festivals and it's not really a massive alcoholic festival so most people are dabbling in hallucinogens as opposed to just getting trashed and doing cocaine and all this like like mainstream sort of festivals and maybe a type of energy that was um interesting for these higher beings you know uh, maybe they were just saying oh this is this is interesting so they're not being such monkeys anymore, you know, like fighting and like, I've never ever seen a single fight at one of these festivals either. <laughs> never any, I've never seen any like aggro or anything. It just seems like this okay. utopian sort of society. Like yeah. Psychedelic festivals. There's lots of different genres. There's like all variations as bands and stuff. It's not, not only that genre, but. No, just people from all over the world. There's like people from, there's uh, it's just a, a worldwide type thing. Yeah, all sorts coming. Oh, just we, we watched the triangles go through the sky slowly, monitoring, and then, yeah, they were monitoring. It just felt like they were monitoring the festival and we were monitoring the triangles. <laughs> there was much monitoring that day, <laughs> that night. Um, and then it just, they, it just continued, uh, and then all of a sudden just vanished. It wasn't like a plane. A plane doesn't just hover around for 20 minutes 
within your field of sight. It'll be gone within a couple of minutes. And these drones do not look anything like this. Um, so, yeah, that was really strange, and we were both pretty amazed by it. And then a couple of years later, I went to Thailand and uh, had some magic mushrooms and went down to the beach with my friend. We were just looking at the sky, and I could see... Previously, yeah, a few times. Not really, not that much, but... Um, I just had a milk, they, they sell these magic mushroom milkshakes there. So we just had a, a shake each and then went down to the beach and the beach was totally void of any other people. Just it was like, this is amazing. We got the whole beach to ourselves. We're just looking at the sky. And then I saw, wait a second, I can see that big hexagonal uh, mothership looking object in the distance again. And it was just dominating the sky like a huge dome with, um, the same honeycomb-like hexagonal shapes all connected with bits of energy just going through sort of like a circuit board. You know, something from like the 80s, what they thought like the future would look like with bits of like Tron type, like just all this energy going through. And I said, do you see what I see? <laughs> I just did the same test. He said, I see it's like a like honeycomb, to, you know, just explaining what I'd say, what I was seeing. So we're having the shared the visual. And I used to call it a hallucination, but now maybe it's not even a hallucination. Maybe it's just something you're, you're seeing, you know, on this different frequency. Hallucination suggests that it's not actually there. But this seemed like it was there, and we're both experiencing it. And then I saw another glowing <laughs> blue whitish triangle, just like I'd seen at that other festival. And I said, do you see that up in the sky point? He said, oh, it's like a triangle. So, yep, yep, another triangle. And then I saw another one on the, the right side. And they were both patrolling the sky, just another couple of probes. Felt like it had been sent from that big hexagonal shape, mothership. The same feeling as well. Not, not malevolent. Just like, we're, just, we're just here to have a look around. You know, don't, just don't mind us. You know, <laughs> like we don't, we don't care. It's sort of like... It knew we weren't a threat, and we knew it wasn't a threat, sort of. And then we just watched the phrases and and just went back. And she was all gobsmacked, but I, I'd already experienced this as so that's old school. Like I, I know about the glowing triangle, but still, it was pretty amazing to see them in another part of the world. And the same big hexagonal shaped mothership. Yeah, I remember you were telling me. Yeah. 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 It seems like that's a simple, simplified version of what's actually going on. Because back in back in the old days, you know, people in the Western world, particularly, people didn't really have access to hallucinogens like in Nate and um, you know the Amazon. People have been into drugs like ayahuasca and stuff for years dmt being able to uh switch frequencies this is like thousands of years old they the people native people in the amazon have experienced this but for your tip no nah. oh not not ayahuasca but um uh yeah yeah that that feels like you're switching frequencies there definitely <laughs> definitely it's just it's full on but um the unfortunate thing is it's so easy to 
Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's really clear. I think mainstream society, drugs just get lumped into one category. It's like, that is something bad. But they all just have a different function, like cocaine can, you know, that, that just expands the ego and makes people much more um, jittery and alert and sort of more of an ego, egotistical type, like egocentric drug. But, you know, a lot of a lot of rock stars and actors, you know, just their egos just get out of control. But it's, I don't think it's beneficial at all. It's just you see a lot of casualties from that. But yeah, they're functional, but they have the potential to burn people out. I think, and lead to different sort of physical problems. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Dwindled. Yeah. 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 But I think that's why these drugs are probably allowed in society because they're functional and they can just keep the world ticking along. Like if everyone was. Uh, doing hallucinogens and looking at UFOs at it like <laughs> the current system would just collapse and there's too many people with vested interests in profiting from the current system to allow I think that's that's why hallucinogens are um, outlawed because they don't want people to be expanding in this sort of way they they prefer drugs that contract the mind like alcohol bring you back to more caveman sort of setting yeah. you know fighting it you know, just do your work and then on the weekend you get your respite where you can be a caveman and just retard your brain for a bit and then go back to the job on Monday. Uh, I have no idea whatsoever. Like, all I know is the experiences I've had. I don't know. They've probably definitely, I'd say they would have definitely experimented with all of these hallucinogens and they they know a bit about what's going on. I'd say actually they probably they probably studied this in depth <laughs> in the shadows, but they it's probably classified information. But... Hmm. That's what people are scared of. Yeah. Some people are just yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've always just been willing to experiment like and i feel like i can handle it a lot of people i don't know it's it is dangerous to dabble in these substances because you hear horror stories of people losing their minds and going off being committed to mental asylums i think if you've got a history of schizophrenia in the family then it's not advisable or you can go off the deep end but i luckily have never had that experience I've had a few experiences where I've been looking after a couple of people who've gone off the deep end, and that's the only bad experience that I've really had because I'm—it's ruining my trip. Basically, selfish stuff. Like ah, now I have to be the babysitter. <laughs> but uh, I've never had it myself, really.
Um, but yeah, so I just think hallucinogenic drugs have the capacity to change the channels in your mind, much like pointing the remote at the TV. You can just change the channel by pushing buttons. These are just other buttons, <laughs> like just like uh, different radio waves, X-ray, gamma ray, Wi-Fi signals flying through the air. Just because we can't see them, we're not perceptive to them. Doesn't mean they're not there. Like the whole spectrum. Yeah, yeah, they just haven't been discovered. And yeah 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 i don't subscribe to the flat earthing but there were people back in the day who thought if you sailed to the edge of the world you'd <laughs> sail off the edge yeah. but um uh i want to discuss the information but not actually be known because I just, I just don't feel like I want to be known. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just too out there. It's too out there for most people, you know. Yeah, but they won't. <laughs> they won't. The programming is just too strong in society. It's been demonized too much. And I think that's partly because of what happened in the 60s with Timothy Leary, the whole tune in, drop out, whatever the quote was. You know, that that led to a lot of impressionable youths just going way overboard with their hallucinatory excursions. And that, you know, it was legal until that whole, uh, uh, who ruined it for everyone, the whole Haight-Ashbury, San Franciscan hippie movement of the late 60s, where there was a, a little bit too much dabbling going on. I think that really hindered the whole progress of the scientific studies being carried out. But they've been doing it behind closed doors, but they haven't been able to do it publicly. But I think only lately in the last couple of years, they've actually gone more public with their experimentation. And they're actually doing studies on the benefits of microdosing, you know, for getting people out of looping cycles, in, you know, repetitive behaviors, which are detrimental to people. It allows you to look at yourself and your own behaviors and break free. You can have these epiphanies on it and just having having enough that's not really oh just lsd but yeah i think you can do it with extract from magic mushrooms as well i think you're supposed to take it so that your mind gets this effect of it but you're not visually impaired by it and it's not like bringing on a full-on trip you know a little wakey wakey that isn't really messing with your day-to-day -day life so you get a lot of people in Silicon Valley who are actively microdosing each day and making breakthroughs, help your brain to create more uh, connections in parts of the brain that are usually dormant. If you're just working on a particular task, you're using one part of your brain, but this lights up other parts. They've done um, MRI scans on people's brains after taking hallucinogens and found there's a lot more activity going on. So I've actually felt that when I've had these substances that feels like my intelligence has raised a bit because it's activated parts of your brain they're usually dormant so yeah more tentacles yeah <laughs> but um yeah even with music like i'll be coming up with some ideas that i wouldn't have had otherwise so maybe that's because your brain's more active and activated neural pathways are all lit up and yeah 
it's the hard wiring after a lot of repetitive behaviors yeah. but that's what i think what hallucinations can do they can break that down and rewire they help to rewire i think but don't quote me on that either i'm no, I'm no scientist <laughs> yeah <laughs> no worries yeah <laughs> disclaimer don't listen to a word i say <laughs> Cheers. Hello.